The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Please tell me that's on video. I've never been happier. I'm made for a fucking podcast. That's dangerous. I should have made more out of it. All right, Matt and I are back together. Now the situation is a little reversed. I am yes. in home and Matt is with a nice uh, hotel painting behind him. Yes, uh, hotel painting. I'm in Orlando. And that's where Rodolfo, do you say the H? If it's Rodolfo Vieta, that's how I say it. But I've also heard Rodolfo, Rodolfo, Rodolfo. I never yeah. know because one announcer will say it one way and then Dom Cruz says it another way. So I love his jujitsu. Yes. I think that's amazing. His head and arm choke. He's got the most head and arm chokes in UFC yes. uh, history. He's got the yep. record. I mean, I love that choke. Do you, are you familiar with that choke, Jimmy? Has Jedi yes. Professor Mike J teach you the head and arm choke? Yes, I did. Not, he actually has me do it quite a lot. Uh, it's very – I didn't see him today. We had to hear something to do. But um, it's a very hard choke to get uh, – to get my head in the right position to press up properly, yeah. like to get the right amount of choke, uh, to, to know that I'm actually choking somebody instead of just making them uncomfortable. You know who's phenomenal with that choke? You? Mrs. Sarah. Sorry, honey. I don't want to. I can say it now because she's not going to fight MMA anymore. Her head norm choke is money. I thought she was going to win this fight by head norm choke. It's not easy. Like once you get the position... Like somebody can survive for a while if your head is too high. Like if you're not, if you're just not pressing in, coming up proper. That's how I've done it, it wrong. But how you listen? I used to get that with sixteen ounce boxing gloves on. It's all the leverage of how you distribute your weight on that carotid artery. It's not about the arm squeeze. Right. When you put your body behind it and you distribute your weight, it everything's on that top arm and that closes the other carotid artery. So your arm is closing already the carotid artery on one side. Their own arm, just like a triangle. That's why they call, besides the head and arm choke, they also call it the arm triangle. Like yeah. When you boom, when you, so it has the same mechanics of a triangle. But I, it's one of my favorites. So I think it's funny that it's one of my wife is very good at it as well. Well, I would just answer the phone if you attempted that on me. Who's calling? Who's on the other line when you try to make that call? <laughs> I'm guessing the Grim Reaper. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah, the Sandman. The Sandman. Well, we I would like comedian, you. We had comedian um, Ari Shafir on that time. Remember? I love Ari Shafir. Yeah, Ari's a funny man. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
He trains Kent Klein. He trains with Eddie Bravo. And he was telling us about that choke defense. So we did oh. it in, in studio, if you remember correctly. Did it work for him? It did not. Sandman was on the other line. He had to answer. He had to, yeah, else. it's very, uh, it's a hard one to, to do. I, I've been told that I have a, I, I'm good. I have a good head and arm, I guess, when I lock it in properly. But it's getting there. I still miss it a lot, too. I still do it wrong. My weight is wrong. I can feel that it's fucked up. Um, it, if you hear... Like my family just went to go shopping. They went shopping, you know. Yeah. And that's good because I like I like to chill. We went to Universal all day. Yes. Okay. My daughter's birthday. We had a good time. Fifteen. I was starting wow. to feel like a grown up. A little yeah. Bit. That's yeah. She's getting there. And I'll tell you, man, my kids are so good. When I was fifteen, I go, "Hey, mom, sleeping over at Jimmy's." Not you, Jimmy, but Jimmy yeah. McCluskey's. And I would just walk the streets. I would walk the streets. We'd be at like uh, we'd just go to a uh like a school, you know, elementary school, high school, whatever, like three in the week, like make a thing like, let's try to stay awake all night. And then just like, go. <laughs> it was just, I don't know. My kids aren't like that. Thank God, Jimmy. Do you yeah. ever think about when you were younger and then yeah. think about how the fuck you're alive now? <laughs> you know? Oh yes. I, I think about that even through adulthood. Um, you know, how, how that fucking, uh, how, how certain things broke and I fell to the floor. You know, you just, you realize you're really lucky to be where you are. Yes. Um, against our own crazy or self-destructive or whatever ways. So, yeah, I imagine being a parent is terrifying. That whole thing that I just brought up about, and I, I started off with, like, if you hear, I was talking about my family leaving to go shopping. If you hear something go off and I have to jump out of scene, my, my, you know, I had a bellyache last night. Oh, so no. We went to, for my daughter's birthday over at Universal Studios, there's like an Italian place on the way out, nice place, Vivo or some shit like that. We went there. Delicious. I had some raviolis. Delicious. And then I ordered also a brick oven pizza. Like a little, like a, yeah. not, well, a personal day pizza, margarita. I was so looking forward to it, Jimmy. You know my tummy. Oh. I had such a, I had a fucking, like, I was in the bathroom at that place for like a half an hour. So I ate the raviolis. I did not eat my pizza. So that is what you're going to hear in the background when you go, I'm going to jump out of scene, just shut it off because my wife put it in the oven. Okay. This is all. Let's talk about some fights. Well, let me ask you a question. Now, you don't have to answer this, but when you're in the bathroom. Oh, Jimmy. I'll ask you this, even though it's personal, but I'm curious. I, I'm you, an open book. Are you shitting Honestly. constantly or having a hard time shitting? Very good question, Jimmy. Now, look, sometimes it's at the door. It is. It's knocking. It, and I guess what? You better answer the door because it's yeah. coming. It's coming through. Sure. So there's times where it's like, yo, I just get there. I'm like, yo, I got on both. And then it's that scene at a Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. He's like, oh. And then you other times you feel like that. You sit down like, ah. And then nothing comes out. And you're like, this right. is good. And what happens with that is it's, you're like, oh, I got to go. And you feel like the convulsion. It's almost like yeah, the yeah, yeah, equivalent yeah. of dry hacking. Of when you're dry heaving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but with your ass. But then all of a sudden you go to get up and leave after you're like, all right, I didn't have to go. And all of a sudden you're like, oh no. That it phantom was, feeling, yeah. It wasn't in the chamber. Now, all the pushing, all the squeezing. I loaded the gun. I loaded the gun, Jimmy. So no, now it's in the chamber. So right. now I'm about to leave. I wash my hands. I'm about to go back to bed or wherever I am. Oh no, now I got to go back in. So imagine my biggest fear, Jimmy, sorry, is if I am out, I get out of a bathroom and I got to go right the fuck back in bed quick. 
So if somebody's out there waiting, they might be like, yeah, what the fuck? So that's like one of my biggest fears. Yes, it's a it's a weird thing when the toilet for me it's more pissing than shitting, yeah. but it is a weird thing when the obsession with I'm gonna have to go to the bathroom and not be able to oh. for whatever reason shitting is harder than pissing. I mean that's a more frustrating thing. Um, do you have a squatty potty at home? No, but dude, I basically do fucking you know my version of a yoga session in there. No, that's but I bet you that those. In public, Jimmy. Sorry, yeah. in public, not the kings. Sometimes I, I can't. Like when I'm home alone, I'll get up and I'll sit there and touch my toes and stuff like, like weird stuff. Like you know what I mean. But I can't do that at a stall. You'll go in, you'll see me on all fours in the bed. Yeah. Like, they'll be like, "What's going on in there?" You know what I mean. Why don't you get a, those squatty potties? I they do help. I mean, it might not be a cure, but it can't hurt. And I found it helped me a lot. It, for some reason, that position helped. It, it's not going to make it any worse. I so love the, the first five minutes, but it's disgusting. My I don't care. Good. It's, it's I, think people, filter, I, mean, I think people want to know. This, this is a problem with me. What, what do you want to hear about the fights? You know what happened? You know, her man said upset Pfeiffer. All right. We, Adolfo Vieira, we're going to be talking to soon. Minty Betts is coming on. We're going to talk about gambling. It was great. Danny Gay, congratulations. Holy shit. What a fucking right hand to knock out Feely. That was scary. Yeah, it's very scary. You hit him a second time, too. Back to my ass. Yeah, back to your ass. Gregory Rodriguez, hats off to you. Uh, Very tough Brad Tavares. I thought he was going to fall on the first. Yeah, I'll tell you that the power of RoboCop. And he, dude, have you seen a shadow of him walking in? Dude, he he does. He is the, yeah. um, what do you call the, uh, what's that that view of somebody when you call the, um, don't make fun of me, the outline, the, um, the shadow, the uh, what's the word? Cut out uh, the outline. The silhouette. silhouette. He is Thank the you, silhouette. Jake. Thank you, Jake. Thank you. He's the silhouette of fucking Robocop. He really yeah, he is. is. But he is so good. That was a that fight. A lot of fights on paper. They don't deliver. That fight would. Uh, yeah. Tavares. Tavares and Tavares. Yeah. Brad Tavares did deliver because yeah, because Tavares is crafty. He's well rounded. He was taking away the takedowns um, for the most part. Uh, he did get taken down, yeah. but he was doing well with that. He was landing his own strike standing up. He was quicker, but RoboCop, man, Gregory Rodriguez is so powerful. Yeah, he took some where, and he's a good chin because that oh, that first right hand he took when he was landing, and then um, Gregory was landing, and you see Brad Tavares basically get off the line instead of going straight back. He went to the side and did a straight right. And Gregory actually, you see, it almost like somebody paused him for a second. Yeah. And you've seen him, but then he got right back. It, well, what's funny about that is it doesn't make Robocop, uh, Gregory, doesn't make him gun shy. It gets him more channeled in. And those one, twos down the middle, if that connects on anybody in the middleweight division, I mean, they're, they're in fucking trouble. And, he, and I like that he blends in the takedowns more, where it's like, all right. And but I'm not really quick. On the floor, Tavares, they're saying, all right, he's min- minimizing the um, the damage because he's controlling that, the one hand, the, do a two-on-one with the wrist of um, Gregory. But not only that, he's also taking away the control where Gregory cannot, in half guard, use shoulder pressure and, and dominate with position. He's taking away the controlling arm, not just the striking arm. The only problem is when you do that, you have to work to get your un- own underhook. Otherwise, all you're doing is surviving pretty much you know what i mean and stalling 
all right, there's some MMA talk. Well, let me ask you too. This because uh, Rodriguez is. Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing him against uh, Hadolfo Vieira. I think it would be a fun fight to watch because you look at Petrosian, who Vieira beat, uh, Arma Petrosian, it, it was a really, really a good fight, but he has a decision, a split decision win over Gregory Rodriguez. Like, that would be an interesting fight to watch. It would be. And also, another interesting point is, <laughs> I didn't sing in a while, Jenny. I dare you to do something. Wait, wait, come back. Come Apologies. Back. It, my computer's glitchy. Oh, I like um, the Super Bowl a lot. What uh, a day. You, yes. For the Super Bowl. Did you yeah. enjoy the Super Bowl? It's I was I know you don't like I I'm not a huge fan like I used to be. I watch so much more UFC than anything now. Um uh, but when it comes to the Super Bowl, it's a fun hang with your friends. I went to the comedy cellar. I was there with Colin and Keith and Voss and everybody's fucking eating pizza, you know, what just tr- snacks watching the game and you're watching typically the two best teams and you know, there's so much at stake. So the, the excitement level is a lot higher. It's hard not to get caught up in it. Um, first half was more of a defensive game, still really entertaining. And then in the second half, third quarter, especially into the fourth quarter, then went into overtime. Unbelievable game. Uh, you're watching, you're watching the two best teams who do make mistakes, but very uh, the Chiefs won. They make very few mistakes. What's that? That's the Taylor Swift's team? Yes, uh, Travis Kelsey is her boyfriend. He's a tight end. And and I was uh, rooting for the Chiefs. I hate the 49ers. Long story. Um, But it was was like two really well-coached teams and two really – two quarterbacks and and just two teams that don't choke under pressure, two teams that know how to play when, when, when when they're up against the clock, um how to manage the ball with clock management i mean there was so much really really smart playing and it's almost like if you're not a ufc fan and you find out that again jones and stipe are fighting you know there's so much at stake in that fight it would be hard not to enjoy it or to watch two guys who are so good go at it it would be hard not to enjoy it i think that's how the super bowl is for a lot of people when it's the fourth quarter and the game is tied with a field goal with very little time left. And it goes to overtime. And it could have actually been over uh, if a, an extra point hadn't been missed. Um, it's hard not to get excited, especially now that the rules are changed and both teams get to touch the ball. It used to be first score, sudden death. And then it was, uh, I think, uh, first score, sudden death, only if it was a touchdown. Uh, if it wasn't a touchdown, only a field goal, the other team would get the ball. And then the rules keep changing, and now both teams get possession in the overtime. It was really good, Matt. It was very, very exciting. Oh. In the overtime, San Francisco scored first. They scored a field goal. And then um, uh, the Chiefs came back and and got a touchdown. It was really, really fucking exciting. One you of the best times. You know what's interesting about that whole fucking thing? You is, don't care at all about it. Well, you don't like it. Is, no, 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 no. With my ADD, I was sure. listening and then at some point, I was I, in my mind, I just go into like little people on tricycles and stuff. And in my, I'm just, a, I don't know what's the fuck's the matter with me. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 
Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. We had Sam Tripoli on the other day. Yeah. And talk about a trip. He is hysterical. He's a Wait, when was he in? When was he in? Was I with? Was Man, I here when Sam was on? No, you were not on. How could you? Th- you, would, you would have remembered him. No, I like Sam. That's, I really like Sam. Phoenix, actually, we had Phoenix on last week. Oh, okay. Yeah, I like Sam very Great much. Phoenix called Carnavale, who's always yep. funny. And uh, I'll tell you, what a pleasure she is as a co-host. I mean, I love her we, too. When yeah. we geek, when we geek out, I mean, chemistry on a, like a on, on a, a professional level of twelve. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, sometimes I'll say, I'll just talk and she'll finish the sentence. I, I think that's really great. I hope it continues. Uh, now, let me say this about, um, wait, wasn't Sam on with you and I too? Jimmy, I feel like like, like a guy that, uh, that's trying to make a, like a girl jealous. <laughs> and the girl just does not give a shit. And the girl is going, oh, you should hang out with her again. And you're like, and I'm, saying, oh. I'm trying to be like, I had so much fun. And you're saying... Yeah, yeah, you guys are a good couple. That type. Well, not you know, no, no, in other yes. words, you just don't care. Well, I mean, I am secure. If this, if this ended tomorrow, you wouldn't be upset. Not money. That's not true. I would be. I would. I like doing this show very much. I like the money, and I love doing it with you. I have fun with you. It's a fun show to do. Right, I get right. to talk to my friend about fights. I get to talk to fighters. I mean, what the fuck else am I going to do? This is great. Hey, this is so much fun. Did you I watch Embedded? Um, I did not. No, not this week was crazy. I did ten, like seven, eight podcasts in LA. It was very, very busy every day. And I was filming stuff. It was crazy. I'm looking forward to the uh, Ilya versus uh, the Volkanovski fight. Oh my God. Yeah. And it's Saturday. It's this Saturday, right? I believe it is. And he, he's something else. Uh, yeah. Taporia. Yeah, exactly. Ilya is just, uh, I mean, he's, he's, he, 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 his mindset, he's channeled it. He is he it's he has all the makings of being the next big thing. I mean, look yeah. at him. Look at him. He's just look at his look at his fights. Uh and I worry a little bit about Volkanovski. But I mean, he did say cuz I don't know cuz like when he took that last fight he said he was drinking a lot or drinking more than he should. But he did say he was coming over sir. I'm wondering if it was because he was inactive because he was off of a surgery. Cuz he said normally he would have been more in the gym. I mean, nobody talked about like fighting his demons with the whole, the mental part of it. Because Which, he has a beautiful family. Yep. He has, um, it looks like a beautiful life. And sometimes as a fighter, you really only, only have really, like it's such, it so defines you that your, your one true happiness is when you're fighting, but you can't fight forever. So I don't know. I worry a little bit. I hope I hope he, but he looks like he's getting he's back to, like you know. What I mean? I might make sense well, let me that. ask you, Matt. Before I forget, I don't want to forget two questions. One, what one is what like you probably your whole identity is wrapped up in winning and losing too. So if yeah. you lose the fight, you're absolutely nothing and you're worthless. And if you win, you're somebody. Uh, but when you say the last fight, do you mean this last uh, loss to Makachev? Um, you said he wasn't in the gym as much as he should have been. 
Oh yeah, he wasn't even on the last embedded. Uh, you'd hear him saying it. He'd oh be, okay, yeah. And when he took the fight, he was you know that, back then he was like drinking every day. He was like you know, more than he should, and sure. it was like out of the normal, like active rest type thing. Like he wasn't sure. normally he would have been in the gym because of a surgery. He wasn't in the gym. So he, and he was drinking more. He was kind of like not doing anything. He basically took that fight off the couch. Did he? Yeah. Did he take? He took surgery, or he got surgery right after Rodriguez. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So, and it is funny though because you see him fight a guy like, um, like Rodriguez, and he's so he's such a good kicker. His legs go everywhere that you wouldn't think that he would also get kicked in the head the next fight by. Islam, because he's probably so used to taking away those head kicks. But then again, when you see him get kicked, his hand was up. I mean, it wasn't like it's, it's just the name of the game sometimes. Well, Makacha probably, they probably knew the last thing anyone was expecting was Islam to finish him with a head kick. So maybe they worked on that thinking that he'll never see this coming. He won't expect it. But Volkanovsky is, win or lose, he's one of those guys who's just, he's a fucking murderer and he takes fights. Like he took that fight against, a, a, you know, in, in a higher weight class uh, to the champion on short notice. And then he's coming right back down to fight Taporio, who's 14 and 0. Like he just doesn't seem to ever want to break or want an easy fight. So, I mean, well, I hope Makacha, I mean, I hope uh, Volkanovsky knows the respect and the love of the fans he has. And of, of anyone who knows anything about fighting, he's one of those guys that everybody just has complete, like Frankie Edgar. When yeah. Frankie Edgar lost, it didn't matter. It didn't change announce how people felt about him. Speaking of Frankie, Edgar, I got to hang out with Frankie Edgar in Toronto when we were shooting or looking for a fight. And I, me and Frankie get along very well. Yeah, they're, he's a great guy. I consider him a friend. So, you know, I go, hey, dude, I go, we had such a blast when I did his, when I went down, I took a road trip and I did his podcast he does with uh, the champ, and the, the tramp and the champ, <laughs> champ and the tramp, champ or tramp. One of them is champ. The champ and the tramp, and with him and Roger Matthews. We I had such a good time. Me and my my late friend Hulk, he was on there, and uh, he was fun. And we had such a fun time. That's such a great memory. And um, I go, dude. I go, man. I had such. I heard such good things feedback when I did that show, and uh, we did so well. You never invited me back. What the fuck? Oh goes, well, you know. Frankie goes, Matt. I just don't want to. I goes, I just don't want to bother nobody. He goes, I, I'd love to have you back. So I basically invited myself back on Frankie's show. So I'm going to be on there in March. <laughs> he, he, no, because then he texted me. He goes, yeah, come through. And, and so I think we're going to do something in, uh, in March when my family's away. I'm going to. Oh, that's nice. They go to visit my sister-in-law in Texas. So I'm going to probably go do that show. And then I'm going to do Joe's show again. I'm doing Rogan's show again in April. So that's cool. Me and the whole hey. crew, Thomas and John Rollo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah well, podcast circuit. And we got a uh, we got a uh, communique from Jake. I did not see this, and uh, thank you for reminding me that Sam was. I knew Sam was on our show, and I interacted with Sam. I really like Sam Tripoli. Um, you, you said that uh, Cejudo fired uh, his coach on camera, um, and I did not see it. Is it fake or real, Matt? You know, coach. He calls him Captain Coach Eric. Yeah, I call him a little pork bite. I like to tease him because he made a fat joke about me once. And he's yes, he did. I didn't and care he, for that. I with his shirt off. And personally, he should keep the shirt on. He's losing yeah. some friends. He's a little fatty. But um, anyway, <laughs> it looks like they had that planned out for the camera. They, oh, Jake they, believed it. Jake. No, no, they all. They, they did it for the world. And, you know, listen, Henry's a cringy motherfucker. He's a very talented guy. 
but he's so he's just can we see it yeah you should it says well he basically just tells them like look i have to they definitely spoke about it beforehand oh jake bought it it, but no no jake thinks it was real i know jake does jake's a good boy he's very gullible boy he's a sweet boy because you know why because the guy um the piggy wouldn't have took it so lightly uh watch and he's basically like okay that's like oh that's why eric that's why the piggy's the man because coach piggy knows that you know it's about the fighter but meanwhile coach pork bite he fucking he's just being you know he's getting camera time he just is it like this dude you're fired i i i have, I have a feeling i know how no, it's gonna be stupid it's it's i'm not saying it's stupid i'm just saying henry's doing it to try to get some buzz for the fight <sighs> he's like look i'm gonna simplify my coaching staff or something and i'm getting rid of everybody that attributed my success <laughs> he is so unbelievably dedicated and focused i hate second place but I know the mistakes that I made. Well, Cap, I didn't want to talk to you and like the whole team, man. Well, you were with me for my last Olympic trials. You've been there for me, but as of right now, I just want to let you know, man, that for, for this camp, dude, I'm getting rid of specific coaches, man. Much you included, dude. Sometimes you're too close to somebody and people just get too comfortable. The goal has always been the same, for you to be the greatest combat athlete of all time. And to me, that was a dream come true. This is why this man is the GOAT coach, the most unselfish human that you will ever meet, Captain Eric Alberis. Now, can we say, Matt, by the way, this, this Volkanovski, because we're talking about Alexander Volkanovski, uh, this Taporia uh, main event, how about the co-main event, Whitaker against Paulo Costa? Yeah. I really want to see that fight. And of course, Jeff Neal, Ian Gary oh, wow. as the featured bout and our good friend, uh, speaking of Cejudo, Marab, who I thought of this morning, actually, as I got into my Uber and the guy had a Georgia flag hanging. Ah. Uh, and, and Roman uh, Kapilov against uh, Anthony Hernandez is the fucking opening fight of that card. It's crazy how good this card is. Mackenzie Dern, Amanda Lemos is the main event of the prelims. Uh, talk about Marab. Wow. Rob and Shahudo. Um, this is the deal. People look at oh Henry Shahudo, the Olympic this and that, the fucking the champ, the double champ, whatever the trip, whatever the fuck he is. Listen, yeah, he's good. He is good. Very good. fighter, yes. But if you look at Marab and you look at those two losses, <laughs> dude, he could easily be have an undefeated record in the UFC. He's on a nine-fight winning streak. Yeah. I got I believe I got that right. And 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 he had the one fight with Frankie Size, who uh it, it was if you watch that fight, you you tell me who you didn't want. I mean, it was ridiculous. And and he had and not the, not to mention he was getting over COVID with that shit or the flu, whatever the fuck he had, but he still fucking won that fight. I don't give a fuck. But and then there was this fight, the the, the, the controversial one when he would have won, but he was caught in the choke, and when it you know what I mean? That one was that so, Ricky Simone? Yes, and that yeah, fight, yeah. he was all over the place. He became a way more his fight IQ went up way, but he gave up a lot of positions in that fight where he wouldn't have done now. So he's a way better fighter now. He could easily be undefeated in the UFC if it wasn't for those two fights, and those two fights are, are controversial. So you're looking at a double champ versus, a, a, you know, a guy that's literally could be undefeated in the UFC in a in a crazy division. So, hey man, I think it's Marab's time. If you hear 
Shahuto, he's firing his coaches. He's, he's almost like he's trying to get himself amped up for this. Shake himself, shake whatever it is loose, shake the cobwebs out. You know, Matt, on what you're just saying about Marabdo's fight, the thing, and this is for, for Aljamain too, Aljamain was 12 and 0 and he lost two in a row. And then whatever happened after that, he did drop one to Marais, but he wound up after the Marais loss, uh, winning uh, nine straight. So including Marais, it was 11 and one in his next 12. Uh, so it's, it's crazy how that, those two losses in a row, which could have broken him, didn't break him. So maybe those losses from Marab were good. If he truly took something out of them, which it seems like he did, then they weren't bad losses. Um, you, know, you know what I mean? He wound up, uh, if, he, if he goes on a nine-fight win streak after the loss, it certainly didn't hurt him. Hey, man, he's never looked better, and he is just channeled in. He's living the dream, that, and he deserves to. If you see where he came from, he's fighting in the UFC doing construction for most of his career up until not too long ago. Right. Now he's living in Vegas. Yes, I do miss him. Sure. But, you know, it's always about the man in the arena. And he's really, he just deserves to be where he's at. He's living the dream of just, and first of all, holy shit, is Marab coming out of his shell on the social media? He's funny. He's really oh, funny. Oh, he's hysterical. <laughs> oh, man, he did a thing with, oh, his latest thing with uh, with Henry, where Henry's like shaking out Figueroa and he's smacking him down and hitting his ass. And next thing you know, Marab's looking at, oh, dude, he puts together these clips where you really get to see the sense of humor. It's all I don't people aren't gonna know what Benny Hill is, but it's almost like that kind oh, of oh yeah, sure. It's like a just he's got a very good sense of humor, Marab, and it's showing yeah in these little skits he's doing on his Instagram and on his social media. So uh he's I'm very sure funny Marab and everything that he's doing. Yeah, I'm gonna, happy for him. And he's also, but again, he's the guy who has to wait for the big fights, the same as Leon Edwards did who's just a guy who goes in there and he's not saying anything crazy or stupid. Uh, so he's one of those guys that he gets the shot when he is, when they can't say no anymore because he's, he's no one wants to have to fight him and he's not saying anything so fucking nuts. Um, by the way, another fight I'm looking forward to micro uh, Marcos uh, Ruggiero de Lima against Justin Taffa. That's another great fight. That's on the prelims. Um, this, this card, this uh, UFC uh, 298 is an incredible card. Let me ask you something. Sure, buddy. Uh, also, wait a second. Michael Johnson, really quick before I forget. Oh, yes. That fight started off. I don't have my, let me get my notes up. That fight started off where, uh, hold on, let me get my thing up so I can mention everybody. And It's Darius Flowers. Darius Flowers, I, I'm, you know, I liked the kicks in the beginning. Darius was, I'm like, all right, he's keeping him at range, and then he's going to look to work, you know, his jujitsu. But Michael Johnson, as that fight progressed, he just, you've seen the fight IQ. You've seen the guy that's the veteran because yeah. he just put, he chained it together. And I really um, liked his, um, in the corner with his coach. Why the fuck is the name? I love the guy, the big Dutch guy. I'm sorry, Anthony, not Anthony. Who's the big Dutch? Come on, don't make me. Uh, what the hell's his name? I don't know who you're thinking of. I'm not, it's not Anthony. I, I'm, I'm having a, a brain fart right now. What the hell is that his name? It's going to bother me, guys. Hold on, I'll fight. I'll find it. Really quick. He was in the corner, and he also was in the corner for um, Robocop. I, and I know him, so this is even making it worse. 
He, he used to he coach the, the, the Black Zillions back in the day. What the hell, man? Hold on. I know him. The big, tall, he used to be a kickboxer. Uh, why, dude, I'm, I don't, I'm having a real bad brain fart. Yeah, it's okay. I'm, I'm, as soon as I hear it, I'll know it too. It's, um, come on, Jake, the producer, help me out here. It's, uh, bye, bye, bye. shoot, I, he's so good. Not Peter. Henry, Henry Hoof. That's who it is. Henry Hoof, don't look into it. I got it. Holy fuck, did that take me a long time. Yeah. Uh, I know, oh, he's awesome. He's awesome. Sorry. Uh, I'll go with this. But uh, I liked what he did. He, uh, first of all, Robocop working with him. Uh, thank you. Uh, Robocop working with Henry is awesome. And because they're not only that, they're like they're around, they look like the same size or around that. And uh, it's a perfect guy to work with. And um, who was I just mentioning? Michael Johnson. He's been with him yeah. a long time. And he told him, Jimmy, between the second and third round, he goes, look, in the past, this was, I like this. I always like hearing some corner work. Henry goes, in the past, you've lost fights that you should, like, that you should have won in this yeah. round. You st- like, stay, basically stay alert. Don't, the basically don't fuck it up now is what he's telling him. And he didn't. He did, he did, he stayed. This was one of the best Michael Johnson versions of Michael Johnson's that we've seen. Because when he's on, he's on. And he just looked mentally and physically there. His hands are fast. I don't know how old he is now, but his hands are 37. He's 37. Dude, his hands were fast in there, you know? And uh, I was really impressed with Michael Johnson. I was. Michael Johnson is one of those guys, and nobody wants to be the gatekeeper, but he is one of those guys that has just seen. um, Oh, Minty is ready. As as a guy, you have to get through. So I I love Michael uh, Michael Johnson, and I love seeing him. Still fight. Yeah, let's bring in Minty Betts. Um, By the way, is Rodolfo coming in today or no? He's late for some reason. He might not make it. We're not sure right. yet. We'll see. If he does, he does. If not, we'll reschedule. I mean, it's all good. Minty Betts. Tell me about Minty Betts. Well, she's big on gambling uh, and uh, places bets, and I guess is an odds maker. I'm not exactly sure. I don't. Uh, I don't gamble, and I don't know much about it. However, I do want to talk to her about the Super Bowl because I will say this: my friend Rich Voss took the over on the points, which was 47 and a half. And after overtime, the final score was a total of 47 points. So I believe people missed it. What was the final score, Jake? It was, it was a six-point difference. 1922, 20, uh, 25-22, right? No, right, it was 19-19 going in overtime, um, which is 47. So he missed the over by a half point. And I'm, it's staggering how these odds makers – and how these guys that know how to handicap fights, it's such an art that I have no comprehension of. Jimmy, my first question is going to be, how ironic is it that your name is Mickey Betts and you got into being a sports analyst? You have to say that. Right? He does UFC. Is that a crazy yeah. coincidence? Dude, you got to open that. Let's bring her in. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.
Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Jimmy had the craziest question. I had to I had to shut it down right away. Okay, but, what's the question? Well, he thought it was ironic that the name is Mitty Betts and you got into becoming a sports analyst. And then I told him, Jimmy, it's not. He, he totally straightened me out. I'm sorry, Mitty. I'm stupid. Obviously. I didn't so- know. It is okay because DC thought the same thing. I use it. Uh, it is my stage name. So let me ask you, do you, you handicap? Because I was just telling Matt, I'm so fascinated by people who understand gambling on this level because I just don't. And like, for instance, uh, the Super Bowl was the over was 47 and a half, right? Mm-hmm. And, and my dumb friend who is a terrible gambler, he's everything that Ace Rothstein made his living on. Rich Voss took the over and it goes in and it's, it, they miss it by a half point. And I just don't understand what it is you guys do that, that how do you understand how to how to handicap these games the way you do? It's just staggering to me. Well, look, I'm much newer to the gambling space than Yanni the Greek is. OK, yeah. but I have been betting on sports since I was 21. I'm 30 now and there is no perfect method. But let me tell you, the sports books always win. They have these algorithms. They have these systems and models that they just they just cannot lose. And, you know, they're not right all the time, but man, um, a lot of the times when, when we gamble, like Yanni and I, we go off of line movements and closing numbers, opening numbers. So it, it's a lot of numbers is how we, how we do things, not so much analytics or trends or stats, but it's all about the price that, you know, these teams or these fighters are set at. So it's, it's, it takes years and years and years to learn it. Um, and there's really no, no perfecting it, honestly. What can I just, what does it mean? Line movement, like just the betting line, like the odds, is that pretty much the odds? I, I just don't gamble. Yeah. 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 So it is pretty much the, the odds. So let's just say the chiefs and the Niners. Okay. There wasn't much line movement there. Let's just say the chiefs opened as dogs and a lot of money is coming in on the other side the, the Niners side, you would see the line move <laughs> in favor of the Niners. So there's a lot of line movement. And when sharp money, you see a lot of sharp money on a certain side, the line tends to move the opposite way. So it, I really have to show you a graphic to make, okay. to make understand. I, you understand. I, gotta, I have a simple question. Okay. Because uh, I'm a simple man. Maybe. Let me ask you something. How did you, you started with baseball and football. How do you even get involved with this? Was your, how, were you just involved with sports at an early age or watching with your folks or something? How did you get involved with this line of work? Yeah, so I uh, was born and raised in Las Vegas, never left. So I've always been surrounded by gambling and sports betting. And my dad was a big sports better. Um, when I was 21, I was very broke, as most 21-year-olds are. Um, so I wanted to make a little extra money and I loved football. So I just started betting on football. I started learning about baseball and, uh, you know, I made a little bit of a little bit of cash then. And so I decided to to go a little further and and just make this my 
my career, I guess, but it was totally by fluke. I, I started a Twitter back in the summer of 2019, just posting my baseball picks. And then one day I got an idea to do a video pick of just myself giving out picks. It blew up overnight and the rest is history. Um, as for UFC specifically, I really didn't get into betting UFC until the pandemic because that was the only thing that was on sports wise other than horse racing and NASCAR. Um, so yeah, I, I fell in love with it over the pandemic and, and learned more about it. And I just absolutely love it. And I'm so lucky to, to work for UFC now. What is the hardest sport? So I'm sorry, Matt. What is the hardest sport or the one that's frustrated you the most with making picks or the one that's been the most unpredictable or, or just the hardest one to, to figure out? Honestly, baseball. Baseball is a sport I just do not like. And it is so hard to predict. And I find myself the least profitable in the MLB, even though it's the longest season. Um, I find myself getting burnt out really fast. And it's just, there's so many analytics that go into baseball specifically compared to NFL, NBA, uh, MMA. Um, so yeah, MLB is definitely the toughest. Do you Now, which one do you enjoy? Uh, well, now you're working for the UFC, but which one do you enjoy the most? I did you... Like the foot, you said baseball's might be your least favorite to watch. Correct. The one that I like work. Yeah. The, the sport I enjoy watching and betting on the most is honestly the NFL. And I had a pretty good NFL season. Um, but man, I tanked, I tanked in the Super Bowl. I had the Niners. (laughs) I had the Niners preseason to win the Super Bowl 10 to one. Meaning if I bet a hundred dollars, which I did, I bet a hundred dollars on the Niners to win. I would have gotten a thousand dollars returned to me but I lost, man, I lost. That's okay. I mean, that's a hard one to go from the beginning of the season. And I only like long shots. And and one problem is like, I was, I was a cowboy fan when I watched football, but now it's mostly MMA. And I find that I can't enjoy the game. If I have anything at like at stake, do you, do, is there anything that you won't bet on or any game? Like, fuck it. This is one I just love to watch. I have too much fun with this. And if I gamble on it, it's going to upset me. Yeah. College basketball. College basketball is so fun to watch, but I always get it wrong and I don't even bother unless it's like the sweet 16 and the elite eight. That's when I'll bet on it. But yeah, college basketball is one that I enjoy watching, but will not bet on. It's just, you can't bet on college kids. You can't trust college kids. How about betting with your heart? Oh, I'm sorry, Matt. Betting with your heart or your head. I always bet with my heart and that's why I lose. Are you good at betting with your head, not your heart? I am indeed. And a perfect example of this was this past weekend with Loma Lugunmi, um, the only Thai fighter in the UFC at the moment. And people were like, oh, well, you're just betting on her because she's Thai, you're Thai. I mean, you've let it known all week that you just absolutely love her. And I'm like, yeah, I do love her, but I knew she was going to win. She was the favorite for a reason. And most of the time favorites win. And yeah, so I, I did not bet with my heart in that one, but I, I do a pretty good job of making sure that everything is right betting wise. And it's not my heart that's making the pick. And if I do ever think that it is a a situation where I'm a little biased, then I will absolutely lay off. I think, uh, I think power slaps a hard one. (laughs) Yeah. It's going to be, all right. If I know who goes first, I know who I'm betting on. There's a good chance. They might be the victor. I wonder how that works. Now, is there a a statistic on, who wins after their second, after the first try? Who wins? Like, is, is there like, isn't it like, in other words, the person who goes first, is that usually the victor in those things? Okay. <laughs> so there's a very big misconception that the first striker 
typically wins, but they only win like 51% of the time. I don't know what the updated number is from this past weekend, but it's not all the time that the first striker wins. So that's big. That is big. If it's yeah. 51%, that's almost, it's like a, a more, oh, that's almost half. <laughs> a little I over. Could, yeah, but that's wild. I, I, I would have thought, I would have bet that the guy who goes first, it would have been a bigger, um, percentage right of them being the victor of right. them being the but that's wild that 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 really changes how you look at it because it, i really thought the guy who goes first is me. it is wild and you know after the coin toss typically the odds change so let's just say striker a striker b let's say striker a wins the coin toss his odds he automatically becomes a bigger favorite but for for what reason because people have the misconception that the first striker wins all the time so and I Nick, we ought to do this thing too i because I, matt and i both have a hard time making picks uh, although matt is more likely to make a really smart pick like he took jones to choke uh cyril god in the first round which nobody else alive matt's the only guy alive who took that and it was i mean matt makes some amazing picks i would like to see some of your picks for the upcoming uh for 298 and matt and i will probably do our picks on uh on wednesday so we have something to do before the fight and then maybe in a couple of weeks, we can actually talk it over and see who was right. And it's, it, it, there's really no shame in picking them wrong either. Cause they're all like, you know, one wrong fucking move with it and a left comes in and you're out. So uh, I'm curious as to who you're going to take um, in, in this upcoming, you want to do some car, some fights from the main card. Yeah, let's do the main card. Let's go through the main card. All right, let's start. Let's see. What well, should we start now with the, uh, how do you like to do it? Do you like to save the best for last or do you like to just go right with the main event first? Let's do main event first and then go down. Okay. Taporia, Alexander Volkanovsky for the featherweight championship. Taporia's 14-0. Of course, Volkanovsky, 26-3, but two of those three losses recently were to Makachev. Um, what do you think? So, Alexander Volkanovsky opened as a minus 192 favorite, let's say a, a two buck favorite back in November. That means he was a pretty big favorite. Now the line has plummeted down to basically a pick em. Alex Volkanovsky is a very, very small favorite of minus 112. Now there's a lot of noise from Volk's loss to Makachev back in October. That's gotten a lot of public betters on the Taporia side. Now the question is, and the narrative is, is, is Alex Volkanovsky mentally and physically ready to go to defend his title? I mean, there is you know, he's aging. We know that, but he's an anomaly. He's an absolute tank. Now, Ilya Taporia is hyping himself up to be the new champ already. Lots of people have fallen in love with Ilya Taporia. I love Ilya Taporia. These are two of my most favorite fighters, but I don't know. Volk has yet to have back-to-back -back losses and Ilya has not had a loss yet. Not saying he's due per se, but statistically he is due. I mean, if we look at his level of competition, it's a lot lower than Alex's. So I'm on the Alex Volkanovsky side. I think his price as pretty much a pick is a great number. And I mean, I, I honestly don't see how Alex loses unless he gets finished. Can I say, I really agree with you. Like, because you said something too, that I say a lot, people become due. And it's not because of superstition. It is just on this level of competition, fighting with so many things can go wrong so many injuries in training camp so many things can happen against guys who are the best in the world um you're not going to go undefeated forever i mean you know with some of the habib john john it's such a rarity so you're due to lose sooner or later it's just the odds are so yeah i agree with you on that um uh, that's a great way to look at it. what do you think of uh whitaker against paulo costa as the uh as the co-main 
Okay, may I ask, did you guys think this fight was really going to happen? Because I did not think, I mean, with Paulo Costa, it's always so up in the air. I, yes. I really did not think he was going to fight. And I'm, I'm still kind of holding my breath for like a last minute, like pull out here. But I believe Robert Whitaker is the rightful favorite here. Um, if we look at his track record, he's only had losses to the champion, to the current middleweight champion, Drigas Duplessis, and two losses to the former middleweight champ, Israel Adesanya. Now, we haven't seen Paula Costa in the octagon for over a year. And not only has he had that inactivity, but he's also dealing with those injuries and the recovery. And man, I don't know. Robert Whitaker is a $2 favorite here. And I think that is absolutely great value. I like Robert Whitaker to win this one and I can only see that number climbing. So I would probably throw Whitaker in a parlay or, I mean, if, if you've got the money, just bet him as a $2 favorite. All right. And what about now? This is, this is such a, an amazing card. The, uh, the yeah. featured bout, uh, which uh, everyone loves Jeff Neal. Uh, he's always in a great fight. Ian Gary, 13 and 0. I love that there's uh, two undefeated guys on this fucking card. Ooh. And Ian Gary has had so much, in publicly made of his personal life, which may or may not mean anything. You don't know how that's going to affect the fighter. Uh, I do think it affected Adesanya against Sean Strickland a little bit. Uh, I think once in a while, these guys, it gets to them. Not always, but look, they're people. Um, what do you think of uh, Jeff Neal against Ian Gary? Number eight, Jeff Neal, and number 10, Ian Gary. People might think Gary is ranked higher because of the fact that he's been so talked about, but Jeff Neal is number eight. Right. I honestly might stay away from this fight just because of all the personal issues that Ian Machado Gary has been dealing with. Now, I am surprised how big of a favorite Ian Gary is because I really like the Jeff Neal side. Although Jeff has been streaky in his last several fights, um, he's only closed as an underdog once in his UFC run, and that was most recently against Shafkat Ragmanov. Now we know Shafkat has the potential to be the next champion here. Um, but Ian has closed as the favorite in all of his UFC fights, and he's won all of them with an average closing line of minus 500, which is a huge favorite. So you're getting a really big discount with Ian Gary here as a, what, minus 245 favorite. So there is value on the Ian side, but if I had to pick, I'm going Jeff Neal. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I think Jeff should be the more aggressive fighter and I expect him to, to land the more impactful shots and defend against the hits and the kicks better than Ian. So that's why I really, really like Jeff Neal here. Now, how about uh, this fight that we're greatly looking forward to Marab Duvalishvili against Henry Cejudo. Number two, Marab, of course, number three, Cejudo. And I do think that Marab is deserving of a title shot. I understand the Cheeto Sean O'Malley history, but I think absolutely Marab deserves it. What do you think of this fight? He wins this, then shoot. He's got to be undeniable. Oh, I right. yeah. yeah, I also like the Marab side. Now, this is a really interesting odd flip here because Marab actually opened as the underdog, and now he's a minus 200 favorite. Um, Cejudo now plus 165 underdog. Now, it's difficult to tell how Cejudo will perform because before his fight against Aljo, he was lasting in the octagon in 2020. Now, both these guys, phenomenal wrestlers, but Marab is eight and two straight up as a favorite here, while Henry Cejudo is only three and two as a dog, although profitable. I like chances with Marab better. And I also like this one to possibly go the distance. So I would bet, I would assume that this total set at two and a half rounds. I would bet the over here. So Marab and the over. Yeah, I think, I definitely think, unfortunately, it's not five rounds. I think that even further, I mean, Henry, I'm sure is cardio, but not, I think Marab is better cardio than, than uh, anybody else alive. Uh, and now the opening fight of the card, uh, Anthony Hernandez against Roman Kapilov. Great fight. Kapilov has looked so good. Uh, 12 and two, 11 and two. 
Um, I can't believe Roman is unranked. Uh, what do you think of that fight? Yeah, this one obviously doesn't have much star power um, as the opening fight for the main card, but it's it's an underrated fight. This is going to be a really fun one. Now, there's not been a lot of line movement here, again, because of the names. But yeah. uh, to the casual and public fans and betters, it's not a level of Volk and Taporia, but there's still a lot of value. Now, we know Hernandez to be a, a great grappler and Kapilov, great kickboxer. Both guys are finishers, but they can also get finished. Now, I really don't know what to make of this one. However, I do lean the Roman side and I do lean under two and a half rounds. I think someone gets finished in this one. All right. Well, look, uh, Minty, we will definitely have you back in a couple weeks if you want to talk more about. Uh, I, I'm curious as to like Matt and I who are just picking, hey, this guy, that guy, are you actually doing research um, to see how much it helps and how much it doesn't help because fighting is so unpredictable. Mm-hmm. Uh, but where's your Twitter is Minty Bets on Twitter. And also, where can people see you and find out what your picks are? Yeah, absolutely. So um, on UFC Fight Pass, I am on a show called On the Line with Yanni the Greek uh, and Nick and Fitzy. Uh, We give out our picks for every pay-per-view fight. uh, And you can also find me on the ESPN Plus broadcast for UFC Fight Nights at the Apex. I'll give out my picks during the live broadcast. Awesome. Good talking to you. And uh, please come back again soon. We'll, t- we'll talk more about the, about the, about the fights and, uh, and, and see wh- how Matt and I did in our picks. Thanks for having me. All right. Take care. Thanks. Minty bets. Um, yeah, Matt, it looks like Adolfo Vieira is uh, not going to make it. I'm assuming something came up. It happens. We'll do him another day. I mean, uh, he just comes off a huge win. He's busy. He's busy. I'm in Orlando too. It's a shame because he's in yeah. Orlando. I was going to make a whole big thing about that. Go, ah, yeah, I'm, I'm here too. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you can go uh, meet him for coffee or something. Well, not All now. Right. <laughs> not now. I was going to ask. I was going to say, look, I'll treat the acai after that. But not now. Just kidding. He's busy. All Listen, right. congrats to him, though. I love jujitsu. Jimmy, you know what my day's going to be like? This is what I plan on doing. My family's out shopping, which is fine. Yeah. Because I don't want to shop. I'm going to go on my balcony and I'm going to have a party. I'm gonna, I, got, I got my headphones. What are they called again? The um, the nice ones. Beats. Beats. Yes. Yes. So, and I feel like I'm gonna. This is what I'm gonna do as a wild man. I'm gonna rent the movie or buy. Probably rent. Maybe buy. Uh, Napoleon. Good choice. Not because I'm a short guy. No, no, no. But I never seen it. I heard. I heard it was. I heard it was good. Was it? Did you see it? Didn't see it. No. All right. Good talk. Listen, yeah, I'm sorry. I got just uh, Wednesday night at the Fat Black Pussycat every Wednesday for February and March. I'll be doing my hour there. I have gigs all over the place uh, for my tour. Uh, New Jersey is sold out. Connecticut, there's like 20 tickets left. That's almost sold out. But I got Dallas, Houston, Austin. I have Portland. uh, I have Saratoga Springs. I have Buffalo. I have Pittsburgh. I have a tremendous amount of cities. Tampa, Florida. Uh, Houston, go to jimnorton.com, Oklahoma City. I have Kentucky. I'm going everywhere. So go to my website if you want to come see me. And uh, thank you to Minty Betts and uh, Hadolfo Vieira. I'm sure we'll get him another time. He just got caught up. And um, we'll do our picks on Wednesday, man. I want to see how we do against Minty Betts. Please, Jake, keep score of that because I see that you're keeping score now. I would love to see how we do against Minty. And I also want to say congrats to Jack Hermanson. We will yes. see uh, Joe uh, Pfeiffer back again. Of course. I, he's, uh, he's a badass. And that was a close fight. Yeah. Uh, congrats to Dan Ige and uh, man, what a nice card. I'm looking forward to talking to you in a couple of days, bro. I'll All probably right, have, have a better tan. Have fun on vacation, buddy. I'll see you soon. Thank you, Jimmy. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you.
The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.